0: welcome to BFC's Let's Talk. I'm Dustin Reidenauer, and last week I experienced something new. My loving and generous wife took me to my first college football game. Now, it wasn't just any old game. Our favorite team was kicking off the season against a powerhouse opponent. She did this for my birthday, and I'd have to say I felt incredibly loved by her gift. And whatever was going on the week before that troubled me, her act of love, the quality time we spent together, and the experience quieted my troubles. In fact, many of my friends and family with words, gestures, and acts of kindness, let me know that my life mattered and I felt celebrated and loved. Now I've been to high school and pro football games before, but I'd have to say that the collegiate game experience is unmatched and there's a level of excitement, school spirit, and emotion that makes it more than just a football game. It's an experience. If you've been to one, you know what I'm talking about. And it's not just a physical battle from pregame to finish. The atmosphere is saturated. And there's an emotional and intellectual and mental battle going on that fills the air. And each team has a marching band that duels back and forth as the crowd chants and cheers their school's fight song. And if you ask any player who's been on that field, they will tell you how much the crowd is a factor in the game. So much so that they call the crowd the 12th man. Now my scripture that morning was Zephaniah 317. The Lord your God is in your midst. He will take great delight in you. And in his love, he will quiet all your fears and he will rejoice over you with singing. If I'm honest and vulnerable, I'd have to say that I've often struggled with staying encouraged, feelings of inadequacy, not feeling valued or unloved, and even seasons of deep depression. And what I've learned in these moments is the experience of having a perfect heavenly father. And often, he's like my wife, whose love quiets my fears. Or like the 12th man, when we get hit in the mouth, fumble the ball, and need the roar of the crowd to encourage us and motivate us and help us make a defensive stand. Or like the band, dancing and singing in celebration over us as we face the pressures of life and overcome. What I'm learning is he's real, he's active, and he's present. And Zephaniah 3.17 isn't just words on a page about a distant God. It's prophetic wisdom in that opens our eyes to the reality of a living God who makes himself known by his acts of love. What exactly is happening in Zephaniah before we get to this 3.17? What causes God to be a mighty warrior in their midst? To comfort them, to sing over them. Zephaniah was prophesying during a time when King Josiah had found the book of the law and wanted to turn Israel back to its God. The problem was they had turned to other gods, reliance on self sufficiency. And in chapter 3 2, the problem is simply put Jerusalem listens to no voice, she accepts no correction, and she does not trust in the Lord, and she does not draw near to me. And this is poetry, and I can't help but feel the emotion of a father who longs for his daughter, Jerusalem, to humbly turn to him. And what would happen if in our fear of punishment and in our inadequacy, we would just turn to him and draw near to him? Then like the perfect heavenly father he is, we could climb up into his lap, be calmed, secure, and he would take delight in us. Now Zephaniah is prophesying about the day of the Lord. And there have been many days of the Lord throughout history. But there is a final day of the Lord coming when Jesus comes back to gather all those who have placed their faith in him. And until that day, we have to keep drawing near, being refreshed and climbing down and going out and executing his game plan. Why does this matter? Because seeking his face helps us to relate to God. And the way we relate to God is directly related to how we relate to our neighbors. For example, like Moses in Exodus 33 and 34, when we seek his face, his identity, he lets us see his back, a silhouette of who he is. He causes his glory to pass by us, and we experience his goodness. And in some ways, we get to see that he is good. And Moses was able to go out and experience the presence of God and lead the people adequately. In his love and his presence, presence motivate us to make it possible to love our neighbors. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to intercede and show us the ultimate act of mercy. You are a just God and will not bend your justice without Jesus offering for us. Please continue to intercede and reveal yourself daily to us. And as we seek you, open our ears to hear you comforting us with your love and singing over us and being a mighty warrior in our midst and allow us to be shaped more and more into your image and may we reflect your image to those around us by being an encouragement and celebrating them and may they experience the love of the father through us in jesus name amen